You're listening to Operation Veteran Finance, where veterans receive unbiased and expert advice to help them achieve their money mission. Here's your host, Army veteran and certified financial planning professional, Garrett Sorensen. Hello and welcome to Operation Veteran Finance. I'm your host, Garrett Sorensen. This is the first episode of a series that we're going to be doing here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, that series, basically financial planning 101. So you know, what is financial planning? We're going to talk about the different aspects of financial planning. So this episode right here, financial planning 101, we're going to look at you know the habits of the wealthy, the benefit of knowing where you're going, things like that. Uh, the next episode, episode two in this series is going to be about budgeting and savings. Uh, so budgeting and savings planning. The third episode would be about protection planning. And then the fourth episode will be investment planning 101. I think that's one everyone will be excited for. Uh, and then episode five, retirement planning 101. And then we will round out this series with legacy planning 101. So I kind of wanted to do this series because a lot of people, I think, are still coming around to this idea of what financial planning is. Um, I think it's I think it's not necessarily a new concept for people to recognize that they may need a financial plan, but it's one of those things where people probably still fail to see how important a financial plan is uh, when it comes to everything that they're doing in their lives. And and that may sound almost flippant, but it, it is a real it is a it is something I actually really stand behind when I say financial planning is one of one of the most important things you can do because it should serve as that roadmap, if not the compass that helps guide you to a lot of the decisions that you're going to be making when it comes to how you spend money, what type of job and career you should be looking into, what what do the next 5, 10, 15 years look like, at least what you can plan for. Of course, we can never really fully plan for the future, but you know we're not just letting it happen to us. We have some type of plan that helps us in our decision-making process. And as as crazy as it sounds, this really is what financial planning should do. And it can be as granular as coming down to just a single scope where you're saying, you know, my goal for my career is to do X. And that becomes the focus of that of that planning aspect to it. And it can be as large as what does my entire life look like, essentially. Uh, through retirement, or even through the next fifteen years of working before retirement, or uh, I'm about to have a baby, and you know, eighteen years from now, what is my life going to be looking like? At least what we can plan for, and so that's why financial planning really is important. So, you know, what is financial planning? Financial planning is the, I mean, what it physically is is a document. This should be something that you can tangibly have, and I don't mean you have to print it out, but it should be something that you can actually refer to that has a breakdown of you, your family, your financial life, your goals, and then provide you with information to help you really accomplish and reach those goals or get to where you want to get to. And so, you know, a lot of financial plans, they look different. When I when I think about how our financial plans kind of look at, one of the very first things we look at is just an overall net worth statement. We want to know where you're at today, right? So we want to have a good concept of who you are, where, what kind of assets and liabilities do you have? What does your income income look like? What do you are? What does your current plan look like? And a lot of people are like, I don't have a plan. Well, you know, you have a plan. You know, we always say in the army, planning to fail or you know, not having a plan is the same as planning to fail. And so, for a lot of people, they've just been not having a plan, and for the most part, they haven't been failing. Maybe they've been they've been getting through, but. Uh, 
you start to really see, and for a lot of people that that are new to the financial planning concept when they come and talk to me, uh, they start to recognize the importance and the benefit that they get from actually going through and having a financial plan. Um, and so, you know, having that, having where they're at right now, what have they already done in their life to get to this point? What have they saved? What are they earning? What kind of insurances do they have? What do their investment accounts look like? Do they have any kind of legacy transfer assets? Or do they have any kind of important paperwork like a DPOA or any of that stuff that's already set up? These are things we want to look at because it gives us a good baseline of the work that we're going to have to do going forward. And so, you know, I mean, what's the benefit of this? For a lot of people, they have never seen a net worth statement for them themselves, for their family, whatever it might be. And to me, that's that's almost kind of crazy. You look at some of the habits of, of wealthy. I mean, wealthy people know their net worth. Wealthy people have a really good idea of it. And uh, that might just be because most wealthy people are business owners or they have something that is you know dedicated there to help them understand where their worth is, where their money is coming from, where it's going, what's happening to it. Uh, but this isn't new to them. Having having a net worth statement, really knowing and understanding their incomes and their outflows and how things are, are, are transpiring for them financially shouldn't be a new concept. But for a lot of people that we talk to, I mean, they don't know their net worth. And, you know, for a lot of people, that might be okay. I mean, for a lot of younger soldiers, especially a lot of younger military personnel, just younger people in general, their net worth, especially if they don't home, is probably going to be negative. Uh, unless they've got a high level of appreciation in that home or they've done incredibly well at saving, there's a really good chance that their their uh, net worth might be negative or as close to zero. It's it's not going to be anything impressive or, or anything to, to you know, write home about. But it is something that we can take a look at. We can say, here's where we're at right now. And I think the cool part about that is that, you know, if, for a lot of people, if you said, what was your net worth 20 years ago, you'd probably start thinking back and being like, Oh, you know, well, what did we have 20 years ago? Uh, maybe yeah, I was working that job. I was only making 45000 a year and, and we were looking to buy a house and we had some credit card debt and I was driving that old, that old truck or whatever. But, you know, for the wealthy, if you go to them and say, what was your, what was your net worth 10, 15, 20 years ago? Odds are they, odds are they know. Odds are they can go and pull out the document that could show you exactly what their net worth is. And so being able to track that through time, it really is just one of those habits of the wealthy that uh, I think separate it. it as simple as it is, as small as it is, just being able to track your own financial statements and your net worth is something that's really going to help set you up. But not only that, just the benefit of knowing where you're at right now is going to lead to that benefit of knowing of where you are going. And so knowing where you're going is so important. And you know, you, we talk about this a lot during land nav. At least one of the one of the first things you can do in land nav before you decide where you need to go is find out where in the heck you are. And so, before you can take that first step towards your destination, you have to be able to look on the map and say, "This is where I'm at today," and that's the direction I need to start moving. And that's no different with financial planning, honestly. With financial planning, it becomes so important because there might be a lot of really great things that people have done in their financial plan to that point uh, that they didn't even realize they were doing that were really great things. And so, you know, identifying those aspects, knowing that they have enough life insurance is one that I always think about. When people come to me and they say they have a disability policy, I think that's amazing because that's something that's one of the bigger risks that a lot of people run. And 
most people out there don't have any kind of disability insurance. Or when people tell me that they have an umbrella policy, these things are cheap, easy to get, and and incredible to have. Uh, when I talk to people and they tell me that they have a medical directive, most of the time they're in the medical industry because they understand how important something like that can be. Uh, when married couples tell me that you know they sat down one point in time shortly after they were married and they've got all their paperwork, you know their DPOA, they've got the durable power of attorney in case anything happens to them. They've discussed about what to do if one of them passes. I remember when I asked my wife and I said to her, she said, uh, "You know what? What do you want to have happen to you when you pass?" And and she looked at me and she said. Why do you, you do you have plans for it or something? So you know she wasn't really expecting that question, but it's a good question. She's got family in Texas. We live here in Tennessee. Uh, we don't know that we're always going to live here in Tennessee, and so you know we've talked about moving. And so to think about if something was to happen to her, I can't go and ask her. Hey, what? Where do you want to be buried? Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to be in Texas with your family? Do you want to be in Tennessee where we're at right now, or do you want to be where? We're going to be moving to in the next couple of years, um, and having that conversation is is really important. It's eye opening too. I'll tell you, it. My, you know, I wasn't I wasn't expected for my wife's answer, and uh, I think for a lot of people, that's what ends up happening. So, just knowing where you're going, asking those questions, sitting down, putting all that on paper is going to be so important when it comes to creating that financial plan. But what is a financial plan, if not anything else, but something that helps you accomplish your goals? This is really the main point of why we want to create a financial plan. You have goals and you want to be able to go and accomplish those goals. The financial plan should be what gets you there, at least financially on that aspect, right? It's not uh, it's not a business plan. If, you're, if your uh, goals are to go and start a business, you know, the financial plan does not uh, well, here's how you set up an LLC. It, it, it's not a, it, it can be the financial part to it, though, right? This can be the thing that you use to help you open that business. And more importantly, you might be sitting here thinking, well, I'm two to three years away from opening this business. And turns out what you're waiting for, you might be able to start now. Or you might actually be closer to five years before you can create that business the way you want to do it. The financial plan is what lets you know that. And it's not just, uh, well, I shouldn't say it's not just about starting a business. It's it's so many it's so many things. You have kids or you're planning to have kids. The goal setting aspect of saying we want to have a kid in, in the next one to two years is huge. I mean, there are things that you should start now if you know you want to uh, start um, planning to have kids, one or two, whatever. Or maybe you plan on adopting. Uh, there's absolutely things that you should be doing right now to help you get ready for that point. And uh you know to that point as well uh what are what are some of that long, what are the long term we, we've talked a little bit about some of the short term but what are some of the long term goals and so we'll actually have an entire section here where we talk about retirement planning just because retirement is one of the major things for a lot of people it's going to be one of the biggest transitions that most of us take in our life after graduating high school or college and then going into the workforce, choosing a career, retirement's probably going to be that next huge decision. And it's how we're going to spend the latter part of our of our life here on this earth. And so, uh, you know, having long-term goals is, is really important. But, you know, a lot of people don't think about the aspects of those long-term goals. Uh, it might be that you want to start a new career on the second part of your life, or your goals might be to have a nonprofit about something that you've felt passionate about for a very long time. I've talked to a lot of a lot of my clients actually 
that uh, have goals of starting a nonprofit or going to work for nonprofits that they believe in because they helped them at some point in, in time along the way, or it's just they stand for something that they really believe in. And knowing that when you're when you're looking to the future is huge because the smallest things, the smallest uh, implementation of things today are really going to help you kind of move forward and reach those long-term goals. So having goals, sitting down, I tell people all the time, um, especially if you're if you're first married or if you've been married for a very long time, you've never talked about this, or even uh, for some of my my single clients, I, I say when you start dating, this should be a conversation you have. But sitting down and saying, "What are some of the goals you have?" Um, I got we got lucky uh, with me and my wife that we both had a goal at least that we loved the ocean and wanted to be next to the ocean. It was funny because we were talking to her uh, sister and um, you know brother-in-law, my, my brother-in-law, about whether or not they'd wanted to move to the ocean, and and they looked at each other. We said we'd rather live in the mountains. We'd rather live next to next to the woods. And I think it's uh, I think it's fortunate that people find themselves in that way. But you know, I can imagine if I had married somebody that loved the mountains and the woods more so than the ocean, that would have been detrimental to my financial plan. And so, uh, you know, having those conversations, but uh, even, you know, I talk to so many clients that are in their 40s and 50s, and I say, what does retirement look like? And I, I tell you right now, the same thing happens. The husband and the wife, the spouses stop, they look at each other, and it's the conversation that they're having in that point in time is we have never once talked about this ever. And uh, I think, you know, Really, it, that's not it's not as this huge detrimental thing, and you know you got to rethink your marriage or anything like that. Uh, what it comes down to is that it's just that most people don't have the conversation because, again, they're just working towards the fact that they think retirement's something that that's going to happen to them. But you'd be hard pressed when you know I talk to some people and they say, you know, I'm I'm going to buy a fishing boat and uh, I want to be I want to be out on the water three to four times, maybe even five or six times a week. And uh, then, you know, I turn to the spouse and they're like, no, that we're going to be with grandkids all the time, 100%. It's going to be dedicated to grandkids. And uh, it's it can be hard, you know, for one spouse when they say, I want to travel the world. And the other spouse is saying, you know, I want to start a second career. Um, when when those goals don't align, it, it can become very, uh, very problematic when it, when it comes to that retirement planning. But there's there's a way that the sooner you identify that, the better it's going to be for you in the future because you can actually start to create something that works in that. Because one spouse may want to travel the world, but the other one wants to start a second career. Is there a way for that second career to be more internet based, and they can do it from anywhere in the world? Um, you know, that's that's something that not a lot of people have thought about. You know, a lot of saying, I, "Yeah, I want to start. I want to. I want to be fishing more. I want to be doing all this stuff." And the other spouse you know, wants to spend more time with grandkids. Maybe there's an opportunity to buy a home that's on the lake where the, the husband can be out fishing most of the day and the and you know the wife can be uh, home with grandkids and then they get they come home and they spend that time together and so just identifying those goals looking at aspects using these uh these goals as kind of that mainstay of how we're going to be building the financial plan is is paramount it's just one of the biggest parts to it and so sitting down writing out those goals there's you you always hear people we talk about it a lot in the army with the SMART goals, the specific, measurable, uh, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. 
Uh, <laughs> I think that's what the A stands for. Uh, but, uh, you know, using those smart goals in order to uh, create what the goals look like and just sitting down and making sure that you're on the same page for both your short term and your long term goals. It's it's crazy to me when I have newly uh, new parents coming in. They're like, all right, you know, we, we just had a kid. We want to start some of the planning aspects to it. And I said, great. Do you want to help pay for college? And one will be like, yeah, absolutely. Where would we can? And the other one's like, nope, absolutely not. I, I paid my way through college and I'm better for it. Or I joined the military. That's how I paid for my college. I'm not going to pay for them. If they want their college paid for, they can join the military like I did. It's It becomes very interesting. And, and one place you don't want to have that conversation is when you're sitting down talking to the financial advisor. Even though, you know, I, I'd say it all the time. I might be one of the best people you can talk to about that because I've had that conversation with a lot of people. But, uh, you know, don't let, don't let it sneak up on you and be a surprise when you're sitting in my office talking about uh, paying, you know, starting 529s and, or, or ESA accounts and, and helping pay for college when you or that's something that you might be dead against. So sit down with the people that your plan is going to involve and talk about those goals, have some really specific goals. And then, and then you can have some goals that are just like, you know, if we could do this, it'd be great. Uh, one of the, one of the aspects of my goals, I'd love to leave an inheritance for my son. And uh, the plan is built that way for there to be at least a million dollars. But if there's $3 million, that'd be great. And so there's, there's ways that we can play with this. If uh, I start making more money or we start saving more, we decide that we want to spend less in retirement. There's a lot of ways that we can do that. And just knowing what that looks like is going to be really important. So having those goals, the financial plan is the roadmap to help you accomplish your goals, at least on the financial side. And so really understanding what your goals are is going to be incredibly, incredibly important. Of course, if you guys have questions and if you want help about you know, what are some of the things that we should be looking for with our financial plan? What are some of the goals that we should be setting? Because honestly, a lot of people don't even know, know what goals they should have. Uh, we love to have those conversations with people. That's something that, that we really truly enjoy doing. If you're just like lost out there, you're saying, we don't know what goals we should be setting, or we really don't know what the future is going to look like. And so we just kind of have some general senses of things. We would still love to talk to you and be able to help you with those things. Uh, what you can do is you can go to our website, www.operationveteranfinance.org, and there's a contact page on there. You can click that. It'll fill, fill that out. Put your questions in there. That comes directly to me, and I'd be happy to reach back out to you to help answer any questions or even get you started on the financial planning process if you do want our help. But this has been the first episode of this. The next episode that we're going to be doing is going to be on budgeting and savings. We're going to be getting into a little bit of the meat and potatoes out building out that financial plan to really help you get ready for creating your own financial plan. So thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you the next time. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Operation Veteran Finance. You can listen to this episode or all other episodes at www.operationveteranfinance.org or wherever you get your podcast. Markham Wealth LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisory firm with its principal place of business in Ohio. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. This discussion is intended to be general and educational in nature and is not tailored to any listener's individual circumstances or financial situation. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained herein serves as the receipt of or as substitute for personalized investment advice. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. This communication should not be construed as a recommendation or solicitation to take or refrain from taking any particular course of action. 
due to various factors, including changing regulation and market conditions, the information discussed may no longer be reflective of, of current positions or recommendations. All information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date at the point of publication. Markham Wealth does not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The subjects discussed herein are general in nature, provide for information purposes only, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Listeners should consult with the professionals of his or her choosing regarding their specific legal, tax, or financial situations.